Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Intellicy Podcast. As usual, I am your humble host, Paul Vado, and tonight we're talking about mean drunks. We're talking about categorizing mean drunks, you know. Um, Obviously, down here in Melbourne, grand final, well, in Australia in itself, grand final weekend. There's a lot of drinking. We have a culture of of heavy drinking, and um, not everyone is a happy drunk dude. And so I was having this uh, real cool discussion um, a little while back with a friend of mine about characterizing drunks. And I uh, I went and had a little bit of a look and we had, and some really cool stuff came out of it. Um, and so this allows us to kind of categorize, categorize them and, and kind of find ways to deal with them. Uh, before we kick off, of course, the rules of engagement. I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting. I swear a lot. Fuck shit, ass cunt boobs. So if you don't like swearing, well, you know, there's a problem here. You need to go elsewhere. Evidently, there's some good movies on uh, tonight, being Sunday. So go watch that. And of course, uh, anything I say works for me, but may not work for you. Um, I've also got some awesome music on. Uh, everyone, uh, it's a big kind of like Australian 90s, you know, alternative. We've got Nick Cave, uh, we got Jebediah, we got Spider Bait, we got The Living End, uh, Silver Chair, you name it, we've got it. So I hope you guys enjoy the music. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I hope you get some takeaways on how to deal with drunks, and we'll be back after a couple of songs.
said before we're talking about drunks and when people act really differently under the influence it could be a a sign of a serious alcohol problem and you know what here's the thing everyone acts differently one of the I guess one of the benefits for me is that um, that I like is that when someone tends to drink their inhibitions tend to drop and you get to really see that true person are they mean are they happy what are they so you know uh, my dad used to say to me if you want to really get to know someone go get drunk with them uh, and you'll soon find out what kind of peeps they are um you know, and people, you know, people like Ernest Hemingway, his writing was very much fueled by, um, you know, Europe, Spain and bullfights. But I'll tell you now, dude, it was always, um, you know, fueled by a, a very early love of exotic booze. So, you know, when he was recovering from injuries he sustained on the Italian front, he bribed hospital nurses and porters for everything. I'm talking cognac, cinzano, marsala, Chianti, you name it, that dude loved to drink. Um, until eventually he kind of claimed to be able to drink hells any amount of whiskey without getting drunk, right? Now, not everyone can hold their liquor like Hemingway, right? Uh, and in fact, one of the main delights and pitfalls of drinking. Um, as I said, is that it allows people to cast off the shackles of normal human behavior, right? And uh, for some people, as kind of anyone who has been uh, to an overlong wedding reception can kind of attest, change more than others when they are fucking tanked, right? Um, There was a a study published in uh, Addiction Research and Theory uh, where they questioned 187 pairs of drinking buddies, right? So kind of undergraduates who frequently drank together uh, and knew what their friend was like when intoxicated. And they were asked how much they drank and how often they drank, as well as kind of whether they ever experienced any any negative consequences from drinking, such as lower grades or regrettable sex, who hasn't experienced that, or craving a drink first thing in the morning, right? And they were also asked to describe what they're like when they're drunk by using the big five personality traits, which are openness, uh, conscientiousness, uh, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, right? And their buddies then corroborated uh, or contradicted uh, these kind of personality assessments. And based on the, on the outcomes of that research, uh, they grouped the correspondence into four clusters, 
which they kind of use these beautiful, delightful kind of pop culture references. And they're, they're the ones that we're going to go through today. And of course, the first cluster is, of course, the Hemingway. And it's obviously based on the novelist's kind of uh, supposed imperviousness to alcohol, right? And this included individuals who behave roughly the same drunk as they do sober, kind of, at least when it comes to temperament, right? So when they are sober, they are roughly average across the five personality traits. So again, those those personality traits, uh, you know, there were openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Neuroticism. Yes, well done, Lido. Had to think about that for a while. So I'm sure we all know these, right? And it's usually some dude uh, or, so, or some girl who's a pretty heavy drinker. And it doesn't matter whether they're drunk or it doesn't matter whether they're sober. They're pretty much the same. Nothing changes, right? Uh, when they're drunk, their levels of intellect and consciousness or self-discipline change less than they do for other people. And, you know, this is the this is the person who you never quite know whether they're drunk or not. And I have a bunch of friends that are like this because they're fucking Irish, Irish, pardon me. And so you kind of never know whether they're just being themselves or whether they're smashed. And they're actually not bad to have around because there's no surprises. They're pretty much tip top. So my homework is for you guys this week is go away, put down these four clusters that I'm about to take you guys through and uh, basically jot down under each uh, heading, right? So start with the Hemingway. Uh, all your friends that are basically in the Hemingway cluster. And mine is quite large, actually, more than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I'm not going to read it out on air. But I will be talking to each of them and telling them, sending them little messages going, dude, you're a Hemingway. Um, so the Hemingway, right? imperviousness to alcohol, pretty much the same whether they're sober or whether they are drunk. Now go get a piece of paper and write down your Hemingways. I'm going to play a couple of songs and we'll be back soon. Please Diana, for as long as you're here
back and tonight we're talking about the four clusters of drunken people and we've come to number two, the Mary Poppins, right? Um, these are people that are extremely agreeable when they're sober and they stay very agreeable when they're drunk. As a matter of fact, I found that the the drunker they get, the more agreeable there are, right? Their levels of consciousness and intellect decrease a little bit though. So you kind of get to a point, they kind of hit this point where they just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, I know, I know, uh-huh. Oh yeah, I know, I know, uh-huh. And I have a lot of Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins in my group as well. Um, and the funny thing is, um, if you're kind of like me and you love to be a piss taker, you start to just say absolutely outlandish shit and they'll agree. Like, you know, I'll say things like, uh, hey man, did you know that uh, former Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Fraser was a heroin addict? And they'll go, I know. I know, I I heard that. And it's crazy, right? So many prime ministers are heroin addicts. Like, what's all that about? But I totally agree with you. Something has to be done. And so I kind of quite like the Mary Poppins for two reasons. Um, The first reason is that um, they're just, they're they're fun to mess with. And, you know, those of you that know me in in real life know that I love to to have a laugh and I love to mess with people a little bit. I love to take the piss. And so the Mary Poppins is without a doubt one of my greatest uh, ever, you know. Um, One of the, um, uh, I'll tell you guys a story about a friend of mine. Uh, It was a New Year's Eve uh, right here in this house where I'm recording this show. And, um, I, I was wearing a sarong because I was a little bit smashed myself. And those of you that know me know that I am I am prone to a bit of sarong wearing once I've had a few drinks, a bit of bare chest and sarong, occasionally even a bandana on. Um, and this, and I said, dude, you gotta you gotta get your pants off, you know, because like, uh, you know, this is sarong time. And he kind of mistook sarong for underwear, so he went, you're absolutely right, dude, totally agreeable. Just throws his pants off, starts walking around the house in a t-shirt and his briefs. Um, that is a great Mary Poppins, a great example of a Mary Poppins, right? Definitely not a Hemingway, definitely over the top. Eventually found that gentleman basically passed out on the table covered in vomit. Um, Mary Poppins do tend to crash. Maybe it's all the agreement that goes with it. Uh, the third, so before we go further, write down your Mary Poppins as people, right? Um, at number three, we have the nutty professor, right? Um, and and kind of these people become far less conscientious after a few drinks. So most notably, they are introverted when they're sober, but the life of the party when they're drunk, right? Um, and to be honest, I kind of think that that's, that's me. I'm kind of the nutty professor. Um, so I kind of tend to be, you know, I tend to be a little bit of the life of the party when I'm sober and stuff. But then when I get drunk, I kind of tend to lose my shit. I begin to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff that people kind of go, I have no idea what Lato's talking about. Uh, I then begin to put on sarongs and start to dance. And people start to go, this dude is out there. Uh, until I, of course, hit a hit a, a kind of tableau and just pass out and start asking people to please go home if it's a party at my house. But the Nutty Professor is is kind of amazing because I have a few Nutty Professors as well. Not as many. I think I am predominantly the Nutty Professor in my circle uh, of people that drink. Um, but certainly, oh man, I'm sure you guys have got a Nutty Professor somewhere around. So... Um, Go ahead, write down your nutty professors. I'm going to play a couple of songs and um, we'll be back soon. Yeah. 
back. And as usual, I'd like to do a big shout out to our show sponsors, Trax Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach. Uh, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer night, Thursday nights, steak nights, somewhere between $20 and $25. You get a massive meal and a drink. Go down, say hi to Jeff and Casey. They've also got bands on during the week and stuff. So go down there, get yourself a good meal and have a great time. Uh, Ozpet Miners, you trust the pit care alternative at ozpetminers.com.au. Uh, call Mr. Kevin Spencer today, 048 They do dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering. They administer medications. If you go away, they do bins in and out, security checks, everything you need. They are your tr- trusted pet care alternative. Go to ozpetminers.com.au or call 048 Doobsis.com, web and application development, my homeboy Ivan at Doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. He creates new websites, does existing, uh, changes existing websites. Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold this week. Um, he does on-page and off-page search engine optimization, JavaScript, PHP apps, everything you need for your web and application development needs. Go to Doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. And of course, uh, my little brother Phil the Cruz at Cruz PT, C A U Z space PT. He's got some uh, awesome new uh, boxing and kickboxing uh, fitness classes on. Reach out to him on Facebook, Cruz PT on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, big congratulations to him last week. Won his fourth fight in a row. Um, his four fight winning streak. God damn, boy. Um, he's got some crazy leg kicks. Uh, I've worn them. They suck. But reach out to Cruise PT, C-O-U-Z space PT on Facebook or Instagram. Tell him his big brother sent him, uh, sent you, and he will look after you. So tonight, uh, we're talking about the four categories based on research um, ooh, carried out by the wonderful uh, addiction and research theory uh, researchers and so we've gone through uh, the Hemingway, Mary Poppins, the Nutty Professor and we've come to the Mr. Hyde. Now Mr. Hyde of course named for the sinister alter ego of Dr. Jekyll and these drunk people reported big decreases in consciousness, intellect and agreeableness when they are intoxicated right. So this is what we would call potentially the ugly drunk. Uh, they reported a, a tendency of being particularly less responsible, less intellectual, and more hostile when under the influence of alcohol than they are when they are sober, as well as relative to members of other groups. So this is the this is the one you got to worry about, right? Because this is the the guy or the girl who's going to start throwing pots around the the goddamn fucking pub. Uh, this is the one that's disagreeable. Anything you say, they're not going to agree with. And really, you just need to avoid them or knock them the fuck out. Uh, one of the two. Um, but certainly, they are not the kind of peeps that you want to hang out with too much because they will create uh, some serious, serious shit in your life. Uh, so, write down all of your friends' Uh, under each of those headings, the Hemingway, uh, Mary Poppins, the Nutty Professor, and Mr. Hyde. And I think you'll find that they all fall within these kind of categories. So I'm going to give you just off my off my own kind of bat, this is not part of the research, how to handle most of them. The Hemingway is awesome because you can hang out with a Hemingway. It is If it's a friend, it's no different than hanging out with that person when they are sober. Right, it just it it there is no difference. They just rock and roll, right? And so it's really easy to hang out with a Hemingway. So you don't need to avoid them. You can just have a very cool, normal conversation with the Mary Poppins. They're also quite fun to hang out with, uh, especially if you, as I said, if you're like me and you love to mess with them a little bit. But keep in mind that the Mary Poppins, if you're looking for kind of conversation, if you're looking for some uh, conversation where there's different viewpoints. The Mary Poppins is not for you. Uh, this person is just going to agree with whatever the fuck you say, right? So it's quite uh, quite easy to get along with because they're always agreeable and 
to be brutally honest, though, you're not going to get a lot of in-depth conversation. Don't start talking 2020, uh, you know, U.S. presidential election stuff because they're just going to agree with everything you say. Donald Trump's the greatest president America's ever had. Yes, they are. You know, it's just not going to work. The Nutty Professor, man, look, the Nutty Professor can also be a lot of fun, but the thing about the Nutty Professor is that the Nutty Professor is kind of hard to pin down what the fuck they're going to do, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that uh, they're going to get violent or or upsetting or or conflict-based, but the Nutty Professor could do anything. And you can sometimes, especially conversation-wise, you can find yourself down some real deep rabbit holes with the Nutty Professor in that. You know, uh, you kind of sit there and you expect the Nutty Professor to go down one direction and they go down a totally different direction. So the Nutty Professor, again, you're more than happy to hang out with them, right? But just keep an eye on things. Keep your wits about you because the Nutty Professor is the kind of person that will rip their pants off and just start fucking talking to you about all kinds of crazy shit like going to the moon because there's no water on earth, which we know is bullshit. There's heaps of water. We don't have a water problem. We have a salt problem, people. But so the Nutty Professor can take you down a very, very crazy direction. And finally, the Mr. Hyde. To be avoided like the fucking plague, right? The problem with the Mr. Hyde is that he's kind of like the Nutty Professor, but potentially violent. You just never know when they're going to turn and all hell's going to break loose. Accidentally bump Mr. Hyde. He spills his pot. Before you know it, there's fists flying in every direction. So my advice, one, Mr. Hyde, avoid him if you can. If you can't, just knock him the fuck out. All right. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, I certainly have. I'm going to go away and uh, play a couple more songs, and then we're going to come back and close off the show. Watch the fight.
enjoyed the show i hope you guys have had some fun writing down your friends names uh, into these different areas um i should probably say that there's no correlation between the clusters and the frequency or amount of drinking right but the researchers did notice something surprising when they looked at the consequences um the drinkers reported members of the mr hyde cluster obviously experienced the most problems related to their drinking habits followed by the hemingways and interestingly, the Mr. Hyde group had the most women in it, which is really weird, right? Now, someone said to me, why is that, Paulie? You know what it is? It's it's repression, right? So many women have been repressed for so long and kind of been kept down. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not generalizing. So guys, settle the fuck down. Women, settle the fuck down. No one, everyone's so sensitive these days. You can't say shit. My opinion, my show. I'll say what I want. That... um. What happens is when they have a few drinks and their inhibitions drop, they're fucking ready to go, right? Um, having said that, I, I also feel that the rigor of these categories it kind of leaves something to be desired, right? They were somewhat kind of arbitrarily constructed based on, on the recalled observations of a, a small number of college students, right? And the clusters obviously don't capture all the possible permutations of drunk behavior, right? Because, you know, you got shit like the sleepy drunks who just make it impossible to do anything, hold any conversations, right? But it is significant that the people who change the most and are the least fun to be around when drunk are also the most likely to have alcohol-related issues like blackouts or fights. And that kind of suggests drunk personalities to me. They, they, those drunk personalities could be the clues to the trajectory and nature of drinking problems, right? So what I mean by that is even before someone has been drinking for 20 years, you know, people should be applying these, these kind of things to early on in the piece. Take a look at what a dude is going to be like. Uh, you know, when he's drinking at 18, and it'll pretty much tell you what they're going to be like, right? Having said that, I'm the first to say that alcoholism is notoriously hard to pin down, right? If you drink a little every day, is that a problem? I don't know. Uh, what about nothing all week, but, you know, a shitload of beers on Saturday, right? The the author of this study, um, they kinda, he, he kind of hopes that the, the assessment of drunk personalities, more than being a novelty, could eventually be used by, um, by you know, uh, clinicians to help um, problem drinkers get to the root of their problems, right? But having said that, I'm the first to say that kind of more studies need to be performed before that can happen, right? This is a, this is a, a, a very um, high, uh, you know, not, not super, uh, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not super in-depth way of doing it, right? Um, and at the very least, if someone excuses bad drunken behavior with a simple, I am a mean drunk, these findings could be a form of validation and maybe even a cause for reflection. So talk to your friends about this, because I think this is actually really cool. I've been talking to some of my friends about it. And one of the things that I love is that they all go, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then you ask, like, why are you like that? And so it can often be... Um, a good way to, to kind of start discussions around why people drink and why they are the way they are when they drink. 
All right, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've certainly enjoyed doing it. It was a nice, fun one. Um, We'll be back next week uh, with a totally different show. So be good to yourselves this week. Be good to each other. Remember who loves you. Uncle Paul, he loves you. Don't be a Mr. Hyde. And we will see you next week. Deuces. Not my Charlie anymore He's screwing it up You're killing your soul With an audience looking on If I hadn't left early last night I would have made a speech to you You're not the only one You're going to hurt If you don't believe me I don't believe in you If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you Makes it all feel better, does it? And makes you feel like heaven, does it? You loved it and you spent accordingly You can't afford it now You can't afford it now You can't afford it now You try and you fail And love it like a little dog And feed it on the scraps you find And kiss it while you're still asleep You buy now and pay later So where's the problem you can ask if you keep your head up But the road is long and you're falling asleep at the wheel There's a girl going crazy about you and I'm not far behind Can you care about your friends anymore? If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you If you don't believe me, I don't believe in you Makes it all feel better, does it? And makes you feel like heaven, does it? Loved it and you spent accordingly You can't afford it now You can't afford it now You can't afford it now You try and you fail And love it like a little dog And feed it on the scraps you find And kiss it while you're still asleep You buy now and pay later Going crazy about you And I'm not far behind